0: A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSSE Are you ready for a growth spurt? Well, I've got one for you today. One to two times a month, I'll give you a short message that I am calling a growth spurt that will help you narrow in on our focus of the month in ways that are bite-sized and super applicable right away. So let's jump on in. We are continuing this month on meaningful productivity, and a big part of this is this paradox of what's going to contribute most to you being more productive in ways that matter the most still tells you doing a lot of things you don't really want to do. Now, a few weeks ago in a growth spurt, we talked about how to better guard your yeses. Well, this time we're going to talk about how to say yes to things that you don't necessarily want or feel like doing, but that are going to make life better. Before we dive in, I just want to remind you that this is the month that Podcast U is open for enrollment. We are helping busy moms start, and grow their podcasts. When I say we, it's me and Rachel Nielsen of the 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms podcast, and we are both busy moms who started and have grown our own shows, and now we are surpassing millions of downloads. We wanna help you get your own show out there and to grow a podcast that you already have and love to have more impact in the world. You can sign up now by going to podcastu.co or you can sign up for one of our free two online masterclasses by going to podcastu.co slash free class. Real talk, you guys, I am exhausted. I just got back from Altitude Summit and I know that's like a humble brag where you're complaining about something that's really good and awesome and I promise I'm not doing that. But I do just want you to know that I am here because you matter to me, and this podcast matters to me. And I'm recording this today even though I want to take a nap right now, and I probably will after. And I thought it was very relevant to what our discussion is today. We live in kind of a paradoxical world right now. We are, you know, with good intentions, encouraged to Go after our dreams, which again, I encourage you people to to do, uh, to do more of what you want and what you like, to find what makes you happy and to do more of that. But the paradox is we can't always only do what we want. We can't always only do what feels good. We can't only navigate our lives based off of what really sounds fun or easy or what we only want to do. So while I want you to be better at guarding your yeses and saying no to things that aren't really moving the needle forward in your life, I also want you to lean in to doing some yeses that you don't necessarily want to do, but that are going to likewise move that same needle forward as well. Each day will entail a lot of yeses that we don't necessarily feel like doing. I think about this in terms of the rule of law that I learned about in AP American History back in Davis High in Kaysville, Utah. And my teacher talked about the rule of law. Everybody driving the speed limit is not necessarily because they want to, but because that is what leads to a proper society where people are supporting each other, where there is safety, where there is better rule. So we can apply that same rule of law, people doing things they don't want to, but that are better for the whole, and, but to ourselves. How can we have this own rule of law in our own lives where we are doing things we not might feel like doing, but because it's better for our wholeness and the way we want to live and the way we want to show up for our work and our families and our friendships and the things that matter most to us. I am reading a fantastic book right now that I mentioned, I believe, in the introductory episode by Angela Duckworth called Grit. And in this part that I read recently, she talks about people who become extreme experts and professionals in their field. And they have owned that practicing what they are doing because as we all know, I think you all are familiar with Malcolm Gladwell. It takes 10,000 hours to become an expert in something. And what that really is, is 10,000 hours of practice. So what these people have admitted that she has studied and researched and done a whole lot of um, you know, case stories about, that them practicing, they actually don't enjoy it. So think about that Olympian swimmer. One of them was referenced in the book. And he actually said, I truly don't love practicing. I often hate going into my practice sessions. But the reason I do it is because I love the sport. I love how it makes me feel. I love coming out of the pool after a really hard swim. I love the connections I've made. I love the traveling I've done. So I go to all my practices and I do things I don't want to do because of how it supports who I want to be. And I think that last part was basically me putting in my own words, apparently. But That's what I want you to lean into. These people, these experts, the ones who have mastered themselves in exceptional ways have done so by doing a whole lot of things they didn't want to because they liked the end product. So let's apply this even practically. You might be looking at your day-to-day life like those experts, those professionals, those people who have self-mastered themselves in many ways, what they've done along the way looks very opposite of glorious, what they do every day, are those fundamental ways of showing up, you know, sleeping when they need to sleep, eating what they need to eat, doing the small and seemingly menial tasks it takes to become a person who has mastered themselves. So think about this practically for you. What are some of those things that you don't want to do, but that you are going to lean into? because you like the end product a lot more than you do the process and because doing so aligns better with who you deeply are and what you value and who you want to become. Angela Duckworth, the same author of Grit, talks about her daughter at a swim meet and how, you know, she did her her sprint and she gets out of the water and she's breathing really hard and you know, her mom says, "How was it?" and she said, it was really fun. And then she took a breath and she said, that was really hard. And she's beaming at the same time. That's how we feel when the process is not necessarily fun, but the end product, that arrival point of just getting to that point where you are stepping into who you want to be and you're in alignment with your values and you're seeing the work pay off even in the smallest of ways. That's what we are aiming for. Here's where this can get a little confusing it's really difficult to weed out the shoulds in our lives. And this is talked about a lot on my podcast, not living your life based off of shoulds. So instead, we often might actually finding ourselves doing the same things that were pri- uh, previously on our shoulds list, but are now on the I want to list because we know we like the end product. Let me give you an example of this. I am not great at doing our laundry Um in a really manageable way. I put it in the washer. I often have to start it over three times and folding my laundry and putting away has been so challenging for me to keep up with that my husband um, folds most of our laundry. Now, if I were to switch that, I mean, maybe it's okay that this is the way it is, right? Before, maybe it was more of a should, like I should be doing my laundry, I should be doing it. And I'm in the sense of guilt and a little bit of disgust with myself is all there. But I could switch that to I want to do my laundry so that I have clean clothes so that my children have socks to wear so that there's more order in our very small home where their, the laundry has nowhere to go. So you can part of this is you can switch what's on a should list to a, a I want to list. What I'm going to do right now is quickly go over three ways where you can do that, where you can take something from the should list and move it to the I want to list. And in short, this is doing how you can do things when you don't feel like it. First is to commit to your higher values. It's so easy with productivity to go after that low hanging fruit that we talked about in the introductory episode. But when you are doing things that are really counting, and even if you don't want to do them, you are doing that because you can commit to your higher values, what really matters to you. And how can you do that unless you know what they are? Now, the last episode, I, I told you about episode 199, where you can go through more of this exercise to anchor into those what those values are and learning what they are for you. And I actually have a new resource for you as well. There's a site that I'll link in the show notes for you, and you go and do a 20 or 30 minute test and helps you refine your values down to five. So I would advise you to go take that list or that little test so that you better know what your five values are, your higher values, when you can commit to them, then you will have the end in mind as you are about to venture into something that you don't necessarily feel like doing. The second tip I have for you is to anchor into those values by prioritizing them. This is where you recognize what are the low hanging and middle hanging fruits. In other words, the low and middle level actions that are getting in the way of your higher level actions, the ones that really line up with your values the most. And then you consider what of the things that I am doing spinning my wheels with, what of those things will actually take me to where I want to go. Prioritizing will give you more energy to do the things you don't feel like doing because you know it will help you move towards a product you want, but that's impossible if everything is prioritized on your list as important. So you, that also entails letting some things and or, or a lot of things go. We want to weed out some of this low-hanging fruit and we only can do that by prioritizing our greater values. A short example of this is me prepping my show. Like I told you at the beginning, I'm tired and I don't actually truly, honestly, I didn't feel like sitting down and recording. But what I do wanna anchor into is my values of, of reforming myself and helping others reform and grow. And I want to anchor into my values of connecting with others and my value of self-development. That is actually one of my biggest values. And because of that, I lean into something I didn't necessarily feel like doing in the moment because of the amazing end product of all those values being built up and better supported in my life. So as you prioritize, you are leaning more into the meaningful type of productivity, the one that is helping you better support those values. The third way that you can move things from your should list to the I want to list is to utilize your motivational style. We are not all made the same. We are wired differently. What works for someone else's productivity and the way that they do things that they don't want to necessarily do in the moment Is gonna be different for another person. You can't get into the comparison trap here because otherwise you are going to try to use someone else's motivational style as your own and it won't work. I have some resources for you to help you figure out what your motivational styles are. First, Gretchen Rubin. She is the author of some incredible books and she also has a podcast called Happier and she also has a book called The Four Tendencies and she has talked about it on her podcast several times as well. So you can find some episodes that talk about that. And she goes through basically four different motivational styles and she calls these tendencies. And when you're able to better understand what yours are, then you know better how to motivate yourself to do those things that you don't want to do. I believe she also has a free quiz online. Now, I I believe that also is a way for her to um, collect your email, but I think it was well worth doing so so that you better understand what your motivational style is. The other resource I have for you is an episode I did with Dr. Adam Moore and we talked all about oh some like in depth about how to figure out what your motivational style is and how to use that for your benefit when you know your motivational style you're able to give yourself that kick in the pants you need to do something you don't necessarily want to do right here right now and does it sound fun or even exciting or worth it to get you more towards the end product you are looking for an example of this for you is of those four tendencies from Gretchen Rubin, I know that I'm an, an upholder and, and that's only because I recently did the quiz again. A few years ago, I believe I was an obliger and that meant I was um, both internally and outwardly motivated, but more outwardly, meaning I wanted to support, be supported by other people and to, to show up for them because I knew people were relying on me. And now I have shifted to being more Only internally more motivated that that's my primary way of motivating myself. But either way, it doesn't matter. There's no wrong or right way here. But my example of this is because I know my motivational style, I'm able to better support me leaning in and getting the energy and the zest I need to do things that don't sound so fun. One of my tactics is the carrot and stick. And that's where I often pair things like I listen to music or podcasts or books while I'm washing my dishes or folding that laundry or doing something I don't necessarily want to do. Um, I trick myself into doing something. I say, you could only need to do five minutes and then you can stop. And then I usually end up doing more. Or when you are done, you can have 10 minutes on Instagram or you can have that piece of chocolate or whatever it is. There are different ways of using other tactics Tactics that help support your motivational style, and the only way you can really know how to do that, unless you want to spend me an hour um, talking about it right here, is to first know your motivational style and then do a little research with it. What is the best? What are some best tactics and practices to help you get motivated in ways that come more naturally for you? So you're not always fighting, fighting, fighting against your natural way of motivating yourself. Those are some of my tips for how you can move things from a should list to an I want to list. And what I want to remind you about before I leave is, once again, this is never going to be a perfect process. You are not always going to be 100% good about doing things that you don't want to do. You're going to slip up on this. So get curious. Try to look at this from a lens of curiosity. How can you look at your different attempts to motivate yourself to do things, um, from your I don't want to list to yes I do want to list and 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 try to figure out what does work for you. And with that, what what are your values so that you can move forward in ways that are truly and deeply meaningful. That is it for today's episode. I would love for you to be a part of our go getter newsletter and you can get a weekly we got this email. That's where you'll get all of our progress pointers from every single interview episode and way more. I share things that I'm thinking about and things I'm doing and it's really fun. It's it's more informal. It feels like I'm just writing a little note to a friend. So I'd love to have you on that. Go to aboutprogress.com slash progress pointer and we are getting close already to the middle of the month, which means the end of the month is coming soon. I would love to hear your own pointers about this month's theme of meaningful productivity. Can you send those in to me? You can do so by going to aboutprogress.com Slash be on the show, and it's really easy to do. Do not overthink this. You hear me make mistakes every single episode. We welcome you, messy and pure and as good as you are, right here, right now. So send us a note for the Dear Progressor episode. I'm going to leave you here. Keep growing, friends, and remember that life is about progress, not perfection. We can't only navigate our lives, navigate doing the small and seemingly meaningful or not meaningful. What's that word? One of my texts, one of my. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s.